Hello and welcome to the Raw Thoughts Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the topic self-love. I know it's a pretty trendy topic lately, but I wanted to give you my raw thoughts on it and why sometimes it can be easy for self-love to turn into self-hate. So stick around if you want to hear more about that. And as always, we need to thank the people who make this all possible. My patrons. So we have our sunflower patrons. That is Hector, Edgar, my lovely mom and dad. And we have a new upgrade. Branwyn has joined the sunflowers. So welcome her. We also have our fern patron, Dane, and our sprout patron, Dolphin. Thank you all so, so much. And if you want to become a patron today, um, you want to support me and um, also get some perks like getting a shout out at the beginning of every episode and getting secret episodes every week, then make sure you check out the link in the description or go on Instagram at Sunny Paxton and look at the link in my bio there. I hope I see you there. Okay, so this week is a very classic Raw Thoughts episode. I'm just picking a topic and sharing my raw thoughts with you. So today we're going to talk about self-love. Um, self-love is a very popular buzzword at the moment. I think a lot of people are talking about self-love. A lot of people are trying to practice self-love, including myself. Um... But I was thinking about it the other day that sometimes self-love can actually kind of like turn into self-hate if we're not practicing it in the right way. So for an example, I think sometimes we want to improve, right? And we want to become a better version of ourselves, which is totally valid. But instead of that coming from a place of love for ourselves, Sometimes it can come from a place of hate and we can basically try to self-hate ourselves into a version of ourselves that we love, which of course is never going to work. But let's just give an example to kind of make it a little easier to understand. Let's say, I think this happens quite commonly with like exercise and, you know, wanting to do like healthy things for your body. A lot of the time, the motivation for exercise kind of comes from a place of self-hate, you know? It comes from a place of, I don't like how my body looks, I need to, I'm so out of shape, Um, I need to tone up, you know, all these kind of messages that are basically saying that I am not enough the way that I am, I need to change, there's something wrong with the way that I am right now, so I'm going to do uh, ABC to change myself into a version that is lovable, you know? And that is not really the true definition of self-love because that is essentially conditional love. You're saying, I'm not lovable right now, but if I change, if I get better at this, if I, you know, do this just right, then I will love myself. (laughs) Self-love, When that's not actually how it works, I think a lot of the times we forget that 
we need to love the current version of where we're at to get to that other version that we want, you know? It's really hard to make changes and make progress when you're coming from a place of dissatisfaction with yourself because once you get to that place, once you meet that goal, I don't think that dissatisfaction usually goes away or maybe it goes away for a little bit when you reach the goal, but it's still there, you know? And so that's why I think a lot of self-love these days is kind of focused externally, like, oh, uh, what goal, like, I need to make these goals, I need to change my body, I need to do this kind of, like, self-care stuff. Instead of actually looking, like, inwards and trying to kind of address the way that you feel about yourself directly with yourself (laughs) instead of like trying to look to external things to kind of change your opinion of yourself and you know I know this all too well for me like it's come in many forms but the main way is uh I think through just like trying to change my body and stuff and in the past I definitely had like some disordered eating and eating disorder behaviors And, you know, in my head, it felt like it was a form of self-love because I was making these improvements, right? And I was doing hard things to become a better version of myself. But really where that stemmed from was a non-acceptance of my body, a disdain for myself, an insecurity in the way that I looked. And so when I finally did lose weight, and I did make the changes that I wanted to make, I still felt the same way, you know? I still felt insecure. And when I look back on those pictures of myself, I think, like, how could I have been nitpicking my body at that point? How could I have been insecure about that? But it just goes to show that, obviously, it was never about my body, right? It was something deeper. It was something more emotional and more inherent, more inside of me rather than anything on the outside. And I think, you know, exercise, I'm not saying that like, if you're exercising or you're trying to um, make those positive changes in your life, that that's self-hate, but it's just kind of I guess taking a step back and looking at where that motivation is coming from. And I think it's like not very common to come from that motivation of I love myself and I accept myself where I am. So because I love myself so much, I'm going to like do these things that are healthy for me because I deserve it and I deserve to be taken care of and I deserve to be uh, the best version of myself, you know? A lot of the time it's coming from this flaw that we feel like we need to fix instead of just the fact that, you know, we respect ourselves enough to kind of change things in our lives, you know? And it's so hard. It's so hard, especially because I think a lot of like the self-love stuff can definitely turn, turn into chores, like if we're not careful, like going to sleep early or 
you know, cleaning up the night before so you have a clean house to wake up to, it can really just feel like a chore and it can really feel like something that you have to do, you know? And I'm always trying to change my mindset into like, okay, like this is, I deserve to have a clean space, you know? I deserve to get a good night's sleep. Like I respect myself enough to give myself the proper rest that I deserve so I feel capable of handling my day tomorrow instead of like, you need to get to sleep early. <laughs> like, um, you know, like go to sleep at this time. Like it's just kind of like changing the tone of the voice in your head that is telling you to do these things because often when it's something that we feel like we have to do, it becomes a chore and it becomes, you know, you feel like you're nagging yourself and, you know, that's not very fun. <laughs> but of course, self-care and self-love isn't all, you know, rainbows and fairy tales. You know, sometimes you have to do the things that you don't want to do. And that is the reality, you know. I think a lot of the times, like, self-love is seen as like, oh, you know, I'm taking bubble baths and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and saying that I love myself and, you know, that kind of thing. And that can definitely, definitely be part of a self-love journey. But it's also doing things like, I don't know, um, <laughs> doing your taxes or, you know, setting up a meal plan for yourself for the week so you actually don't feel stressed out when you're cooking and trying to find what to have for dinner every night or going out for a walk even though you really, really don't want to because you know that it will make you feel a little bit better and get you out of your head a little bit more, you know? It's kind of doing the things that you don't want to do. But I think that we can always kind of change our perspective on it, you know what I mean? And the way that we talk to ourselves about it. So instead of, you know, kind of saying, oh, I'm so lazy, like I I need to get outside more, so I'm going to go on a walk, you know? It's like, okay, you know, I don't feel like going on a walk, but I deserve to feel refreshed and I deserve to feel good and I love myself, so I'm going to go on a walk even though it might not feel like exactly what I want to do right now. You know, I think a lot of the times if we pay attention, the voice in our head that kind of drives us to do a lot of things in life is actually not very nice. <laughs> um, or it's just kind of, you know, naggy or, um, yeah, not very fun. <laughs> and I think a lot of us have that voice in, in us that tells us that maybe we're lazy or... We just need to get that done or what's wrong with you? Why can't you just go to bed at a normal time or, you know, whatever it is for you. And the thing about it is once we become aware of the way that we talk to ourselves, then we can actually change that. And I think that's what's like very nice about meditation. I, it's something that I've been trying to get into a little bit more lately is that 
it kind of gives you that time to just, I guess, hear what's going on inside of your head. Because we, you know, we have thoughts going on all the time. We have so many voices in our head, you know, commenting on things, telling us what to do. And a lot of the time it just becomes background. It just feels like us. It just feels like life. But really, if we take like a second to kind of sit down with those thoughts and kind of observe them from an observer position, not like this thought is me, but like, oh, I am observing this thought. It all starts to be a lot clearer. You can see the different parts of you. You can see um, how the different parts of you interact with each other and what kind of voices are the most in the forefront for you at certain times. And then once you become aware of those things, I feel like it's a lot easier to not be so controlled by them or not always listen to them. It's kind of like your choice. And I've mentioned this before, but the way that I see like my psyche or my mind is kind of like a stage of like, I am the director or the person watching this play going on and all of the different characters in the play are the different parts of my mind you know I have the anxious part of me who thinks that something could go wrong at any moment I have the confident part of me who is like no we can pull this off no matter what I have the you know kind of inner critic who can be very critical of what I do and very judgmental but I also have you know a funny side of me that kind of makes a joke about everything and you know we all have these different sides of ourselves that have different uses at different times but what's nice is once you become more aware of it you can kind of choose what part of yourself is going to have the spotlight in that moment a little bit more and who you want to listen to a little bit more and Yeah, I think a lot of our self-love actions, if we're not careful, can be driven by our inner critic. And, you know, it's obviously there is a... I don't want to demonize any part of myself because I know every part has a purpose. Like, an inner critic, obviously, well, at least in my eyes an inner critic started to exist because we maybe felt unfairly criticized or like we were going to get criticism when we were younger. So it's almost easier to criticize ourselves first and not be as hurt by the criticism of others if we're the one that's beating ourselves up first. Of course, it doesn't really work that way, but, you know, each part has a purpose, even though it might seem negative. I think that there's... A time and a place for each part but there are also parts of ourselves that I feel like have gotten the spotlight for way too long <laughs> because we haven't been doing our job directing and they have just run rampant they've got quite the diva complex now <laughs> but um we're always in control you know we can choose what thoughts we want to listen to and I you know I'm just 
there's all these changes I want to implement in my life, of course, to make myself a better person, to be healthier, happier version of me. But a lot of the times they do take the form of criticism or of, I don't know, just not not self-love. Like, it's not coming from that place of self-love. It's kind of coming from a place of, like, you're not enough and you need to change. And that is very um, demotivating. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if you had a personal trainer or something like that. Someone who's trying to help you get to your goals. And the whole time, they're just criticizing you. And just saying, oh, you're not doing enough. You're you're lazy. Like, I know you. You didn't, you didn't uh, work out this weekend. You should do that because you need to you know, get rid of those love handles or whatever, you know, whatever kind of toxic thing that that part of yourself says, that's not going to be very motivational, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, you're, you wouldn't want to stick with that personal trainer, right? You'd, you'd kind of, I mean, okay, I'm just talking for myself. Some people might find that type of motivation very motivating. It might work for them. But for me personally, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's not motivating. But if I had a trainer who was like, you're doing great, you know, everybody's, everybody, um, goes through ups and downs. It's natural. I really like how you've been doing this lately. You're doing a really great, great job with this. Maybe we could focus a little bit more on this, um, next time, you know, like just encouraging, positive, seeing the wins, um, just looking out for you and, looking out for your best interest, I would want to stay with that personal trainer, right? Like that would be a lot more motivational to me and a lot more of a nice environment to be in. It would make me want to go to that personal trainer. So I just feel like sometimes we have to look at the way that we're talking to ourselves and, you know, we wonder why, why am I not motivated to do this thing? But we're talking to ourselves in a way that is so (laughs) demotivational Um, That it's no wonder, you know, that we can't keep consistently to one thing. And that's another thing, too, of, like, consistency. I think it's easy to beat ourselves up of, like, let's say we say, okay, I'm going to, you know, start going to bed early for my mental health, you know. And maybe it is out of self-love. Maybe it is out of, like, a, a nice voice, you know, it's a kind voice. But... Let's say we stay up too late one night, <laughs> then it's very easy for that critic to come out and say, oh, you're such a night owl, you're so lazy, how could you do this again? And I think we really have to combat that part of ourselves because whenever we're going to, well, not combat, but we really have to question that part of ourselves because whenever we integrate a new habit or we're trying something new, it's normal that you're not going to be consistent from day one. And I feel like this is something that has stopped me so many times from doing things because I'll start doing them, you know, wanting to integrate this new habit, feeling really um, motivated about it. And then, you know, as soon as I slip up or I don't do that habit, I feel like I failed when really I'm just starting, you know, that's, it's natural that if you're going to integrate something new, you're going to do it and not do it many times until it becomes a habit, you know? 
it's not a sign of a failure that you missed a week or that you're having trouble doing it, even for a month, you know? You never stopped. You're just on the journey. And I think that's, I, I always think of it as like, oh, I started doing this and then I stopped. But it's like, did you stop or did you just pause and then you turned it into a stop because you have an all or nothing mindset when it comes to it? And I think a lot of the time I have that all or nothing mindset and it can become difficult to like keep consistent with these things. But, you know, even the habits that we have now, like we obviously all have habits now, even though it might not be (laughs) habits that we really want. Um, We all have them, whether it be waking up and checking your phone first thing in the morning or taking a shower when you get home from work. Like these are all habits that we have that, you know, maybe we haven't consciously, you know, programmed in our mind, but we just have them right over action over doing them many times. But obviously there were times that we didn't do them, but it's just we did it enough times that it became integrated as a habit. And, you know, we all have habits, right? Like, we all have routines. And those routines and habits took probably many, many months or even years to integrate. So it's silly that we beat ourselves up for being inconsistent after like a week or a few days um, and wondering why we can't just uh, integrate this as a habit when we're just not giving ourselves enough time, you know, like you need time to integrate these things. You need patience with yourself and you need to give yourself that grace. But again, that all comes from coming from a place of self-love for yourself and not using these actions of self-love in a way that is actually perpetuating self-hate and is actually always reminding you of how inferior you you are or how behind you are. Like actually being patient and loving with yourself and understanding that it's going to take time and that it's okay and just focusing on the wins that you have instead of the losses, you know? Like, okay, yeah, maybe... I did stay up until 2am last night and I've been trying to go to bed early, but I actually slept early four days this week. So that's great. Or even one day. That's great. You know what I mean? So it's just about focusing on the positives and not beating ourselves up when we don't do something. Because if we're beating ourselves up because we didn't do some sort of self-love, that's not self-love. You know, that's just turning these things into a punishment, which it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a form of honoring yourself, respecting yourself, and loving yourself enough to do these things that you know are going to improve your quality of life. And uh, yeah, that, that doesn't ever require beating yourself up about it, you know? It, it takes patience and it takes time And I think we just need to be patient with ourselves and understand that, you know, these things aren't going to change overnight and they're probably going to be hard, but that's okay. We got this (laughs) 
And, you know, I I believe in you guys that you can make any change that you want to make and that you can, you know, integrate any habit that you want to make into your life. But I hope that you can do it in a way that is loving, that is not punishing, that is patient, and that is kind. And with that, I hope you do something to give yourself a little self-love today, and I will see you next week.